0: Welcome, pudding people, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding. I am your host, Ken Seymour, with your other host, Richard Geiger,
1: remote other host.
0: That's right. We are we are practicing safe distances by keeping at, le- at least six miles between each one of us right now.
1: <laughs> Is it six miles?
0: No, it's it's six feet. But <laughs> six feet. Oh, <laughs> you're a little farther away than six feet.
1: Yeah, well, we're about six miles away.
0: Yes, we are bringing you this week's episode amidst the craziness that is the coronavirus. And we thought, what better time to jump on the bandwagon of everybody talking about it way too much uh, than now. You know, I mean, we can do we can talk about the virus, uh, but we'll be a little more specific uh, in, in something that relates to what is important to us how we think this will affect pop culture and how it affects the immediacy of our day-to-day living, how we think that it maybe is going to impact things in general and, and, you know, just change things. And, of course, we will, as always, continue our trek through the history of comic book movies in 2007 with TMNT, those crazy, crazy turtles.
1: There's... there's uh... There's four of them,
0: and, and they're, they're turtles. Yeah. There's Guido. I like turtles. Yeah, right. Right. Um, so, this obviously we try to record in advance. So, who knows what will happen by the time this episode actually airs. But it's true. as we're recording it right now, we have been in state lockdown for what? A week now?
1: Um. Yes, um, I wasn't in the state for a while, but um, uh, has it been a week if I was been Probably long? probably
0: not quite that long. A
1: little bit a little bit longer I went, well I, I guess since the since the governor said uh, don't do anything. I know for a while now the schools have been shut down and they say the schools aren't going to be back until May. Yeah, so that's been, that announcement's been around for a while. That's kind of crazy as, like, right there. Yeah. Um, call me daddy teacher.
0: So, I mean, everybody has talked about this particular subject to death to a certain extent. Um, mm. I mean, but it's what's going on more than anything. But people talk about the health implications. They talk about... The economic implications on how it's going to uh, impact the uh, uh, everyone's pocketbooks, I guess, uh, from yeah. the, from the small guy to the to the big companies. Um, that people have talked a lot about the changes in the environment and the changes in how work is done and and the effects of how the government has handled it or mishandled it, depending upon who you talk to. You know, you've got the people on the Democratic side that have said that uh, the government has really mishandled how everything has gone. You've got kind of the middle of the road people that said that the government has really mishandled how everything has gone. And then you've got the people that are just not wanting to believe that it's real. I'm not going to say that's all Republicans, but it seems to be a a a significant chunk of them. But, how has this directly impacted you, good sir?
1: Uh, Well, if I had the time and uh, the availability to go and watch a movie, uh, I can't do it. Uh, If I want to watch things on TV, it's abundantly available on TV. So, in in terms of what we normally talk about um i listen to a couple podcasts routinely and you know what i haven't listened to them very much because normally i would listen to them on my way to work or on the way to do the podcast or uh, the general travel i just listen to it in the car i haven't had any of that so i'm behind on some of those things um music i would normally listen to snippets of music here and there Once again, maybe uh, at work, after work, I've listened to all my podcasts and now I want to listen to some music. And honestly, I really haven't done that at all either. So for the normal things that we uh, consume and the things that we talk about, at least those little snippets of things, I'm way behind. And since I'm home with uh, two kids, they've... You know, we don't, the, the TV isn't on very much, and we have our phones and tablets, and those are on, and we watch a few things. We try to keep that stuff toned down, so it's a lot of playing, playing games. We have a Nintendo Switch playing Nintendo Switch, so even when people talk about binge watching a lot of TV shows and catching up on a lot of TV shows, you know what? I have I'm behind. I want to watch some a lot of HBO things actually that I had started and I have not caught up with those at all. Uh, Westworld season three just started. I haven't even watched season two, so like I'm way behind on a lot of TV things. Uh, one thing for you gamers out there that has chewed up some of my time in the last uh, week: uh, Call of Duty Warzone. Um, that, that's actually a pretty fun game if you like Battle Royales. It's free to play, so I don't have to spend any money on it. So that's been my media. That's been my consumption of things, let's call it. What about you?
0: I don't know how much it's really affected me for the most part. I mean, obviously, as you mentioned, it's not like we can go out to the movie theater right now and watch anything. <clears throat> so that makes it a little more difficult. I'm not able to use my my wonderful pass to the to the <laughs> theaters to, to get my free movies each week free which i thought it's like well you know what i bet they could do they they do on-demand stuff i bet that they could make it available through their on-demand app mm. uh, they haven't
1: done that. <laughs> uh, that that's probably a studio thing i
0: would guess uh, probably so I, i'm not i'm not blaming them on that even if it is them I, it would probably take a significant undertaking um in terms of setting up the servers and getting everything prepped with that massive amount of um, request of information that, that, that they'd have to be able to, to compensate for. And I and they wouldn't have been prepped for this. It would have taken way too much. And especially yeah, for something I, like that. yeah.
1: I, I, and I know YouTube's trimmed down their uh, bandwidth on their stuff i think that just started here recently so if you're used to watching something on youtube in hd it's in standard definition now if i'm not mistaken um i know not not here but in other countries other continents disney plus has slowed down their streaming um it's no longer in uh, like their bit rates have gone down in in other areas so even though there's so much of that online consumption right now like you said with the servers the requests uh, those places just can't keep up with it and your internet providers can't keep up with the bandwidth just getting chewed through right now so
0: yeah
1: uh, i haven't i haven't really noticed much of it anything once again i'm not watching tv mm. if i did it would be all it would all be streaming but i haven't noticed any bandwidth issues in the stuff that i've like the one episode of uh, sign Se- two I watched two episodes of Seinfeld season. Uh, I think it's season four. It's like, it's the hot stretch. It's the, it's the, I watched the one it's called the implant, uh, which the ending is like they're real and they're spectacular. Mm-hmm. And then the episode right after that was the junior men when Kramer uh, drops the junior men into the surgery thing. Very excellent top-of-the-line episodes right there in uh, season four, back-to-back. So that's, that's my TV that I've watched right there.
0: Now, I actually have not had my television watching change all that much, um, even though uh, due to the nature of both of our jobs, which we will never speak of on the podcast, nor will we ever likely speak of, we will say that there is a physical component that has not been able to be transitioned to the to being at home yet. So that has freed up a certain amount of time, but I've had other stuff that I've needed to do. But in the evenings, it really hasn't changed my functional viewing. I'm still watching through some older shows that I can put on in the background while I'm working on other things, like I'm on season seven of Royal Pains, which is not Something that's generally, some, you know, like a riveting show. I got to pay attention to every second, but I can have that on in the background while I do something. Uh, yeah. I finished season three of Stranger Things that I've been putting off for a long time. Um, but I would have been finishing that any anyway, regardless of what's going on here. Um, yes. So I, I don't think it's really adjusted my television intake. And plus, I'm trying to be mindful. Of the fact that, like you were saying, bandwidth is is an issue, and there are some people that may need it more than I do. So I've got a decent collection of Blu-rays and DVDs that I can pull out uh, and leave the internet for for people that need it more. <laughs> for the most part.
1: Yeah, uh, I honestly, obviously, being away for a little while. <laughs> Would no, We didn't, of course, use any any bandwidth then. I think the most extensive thing that we've done here in the last five days, maybe, is I downloaded Warzone, and it was ninety six gigabytes uh, to download. So that that is a lot. Um, our provider, uh, we have co- we. we It's not unlimited, which I I remember back in the day when your bandwidth used to actually be an unlimited service. But um, our our speeds are plenty fast. Uh, I did a speed test a couple, uh, a few days ago. It was 260 megabits per second. So, screaming fast.
0: Sounds We're good
1: on the speeds. But there's a cap. Um, We have a terabyte worth of data that we can use in any given month. So I can't just sit there and watch 4K movies off of Disney Plus all day long. Um, but even at this point in the month, uh, I haven't even gotten the notice that we've hit 50%. So um, we've been okay.
0: So one of the things that concerns me just a little bit is some of the implications that this um, pandemic might have on, on pop culture. I think there are some, there are some kind of top layer concerns. There are some potentially more serious concerns that, um, that need to be kind of considered. And I think there are some actual deep impact, not concerns, but deep impact effects that are going to occur. Um, just because of everything that's going on. Um, part of this uh i mean some of it's like the the movie schedule all the all the movies that have been pushed back i mean we were getting ready to uh bloodshot was just released not too long ago
1: bad timing on that one
0: really bad timing i wanted to watch that they're going to supposedly i think re-release it or maybe go to digital for it or whatever so that uh, it can actually have its, uh, you know, real release, whatever it is. Now, I'm not expecting that movie is going to be terribly successful, just because it's got a combination of things going against it. It's a comic book movie that nobody is familiar with the comic that it's based on. I mean, I'm, I'm one of, uh, what, a few thousand people that know who Bloodshot is in the first place. Um Maybe I'm underestimating that for effect, but there's not a lot of people that are really familiar with Valiant as as a publisher, as as awful as that is, because Valiant makes some really decent titles. Um, but um, Vin Diesel, while he's certainly a name, is not exactly not the draw of like Arnold Schwarzenegger or something back in the heyday. So i mean, he'll have he'll have yeah. people to come watch him and stuff, but. Combine the fact that nobody knows what this is with the fact that it's Vin Diesel, I don't think it's going to get the biggest showing.
1: And and reviews don't count for everything. But generally speaking, if people are on the edge, they'll check a review and like, uh, maybe not. And and this is very poorly reviewed. Yeah,
0: it's tanking from everything that I've seen. Um, It reminds me a little bit of just a really B-grade action movie. And that part is kind of like the 80s, kind of like a like an Action Jackson kind of level of movie is what I'm expecting out of this. So I'm, yeah. not, I'm not thinking it's going to rock my world. I don't think that the dialogue is going to be particularly good. I think the action sequences will be mildly entertaining so long as you don't peel back too much of what's going on. And I think there's going to be just enough uh, science fiction mumbo-jumbo to uh, be confusing if you try and think about it too hard but
1: yeah yeah and what else we had some uh new mutants coming up that got pushed again that's pretty funny to me yeah Uh, so that one and then black widow um august now yeah so that one got bombed uh august also for wonder woman right so a lot of the comic book movies you know we would check out we would see we'd have some interest in yeah, maybe later this year. So
0: but so here's the from, thing. Go ahead.
1: I was going to say, even from a production standpoint, all the production on virtually all of these movies and TV shows has come to a halt as well. It had to. So uh, that might push back their release dates. It might not. You know, They give themselves plenty of time for things to happen. But even if you shut it down for a month, that still puts a lot of pressure on people to complete that project so right. he, that, we we saw a lot of a lot of announcements about that stuff too so it's not just the stuff that we're seeing now it's the stuff that'll come out the end of the year the stuff that's supposed to come out next year if we'll see if those got bumped as well
0: so the thing that that came to mind for me in looking at those pushbacks because that's a significant pushback in the amount of time going from something that would have been released in april to being released in august That's a four month bump. Yeah. So I have to wonder how much of that is logistical in the sense that, well, they had to have a spot to put it in. And so they're redoing their entire lineup and that's just where it had to go versus they're taking the advice of those that have an understanding of how the virus will spread and work. And they go, you know what? it's really not going to be safe for people to get into large groups, at least until this point. And we want to be able to have the large groups come see these movies because these are the flagships. These are the big boys. And it's not going to be until August where that's really going to be possible. So well, I think wonder where that
1: lies. I think it's a mix. I, I mean, I bet there are some things that are slated to be June or July releases that they're not really so keen on bumping. Right now, and they have some things that they pushed. If I'm not mistaken, like these things got bumped, so those things and their in turn got bumped. So I think it's part of it. And you're right. I think part of it is people. Oh, it's going to be done, and we're going to be through. And come April, we'll be able to get back to our normal lives. I don't think that's the case at all either. So I think it's a. I think it's a mix.
0: Yeah, I, I think April is wishful thinking. I think May at the earliest is is when we will be able to realistically, safely think uh, we can get back to any sort of normalcy. And even then, we're going to have to have structures put in place to recognize uh, everything and be prepared because it's going to flare. As soon as we let our guard down, it's going to flare back up because that's just the nature of what this is. Yeah, um,
1: And. You know, some people, some people, some businesses already have plans in place. They take things seriously. They process things differently now and some don't. Um, No, I'm not really about naming uh, businesses or degrading or talking good or bad. It's just like when you go out right now and you can see if you go to some of the essential things that are still open, where some places you go, it's just business as usual with a few differences some places you go, it's just like, Oh my gosh, they are really, this company's taking this thing seriously. They got gloves and they got sanitation and they got steps in place to mitigate every bit of everything. So like, that's, I think that's part of the problem right there. It's hard as a business to, to completely change your whole landscape of how you do things to accommodate this. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a while. And I think you're right. I think may, uh, it's at that point, if people finally start taking it seriously towards the end of this month, and then you give it a month to just let, let it run its course or do whatever or mitigate everything, then right. uh, I feel like that'd probably be good. And then you're right. You know, May is a heavy hitter season for <laughs> big blockbuster movies. Yeah. You, you've seen with Marvel a lot the last couple of years that they've introduced some things early like uh if i'm not mistaken black panther was not black panther in february
0: well yeah right? they, they tried to make that, that align to a very specific uh <laughs> celebration yeah,
1: yeah. that's true that's true but that was still a movie that you even before it hit a billion dollars they're like well this is going to be a 700 million dollar movie and it just of course exploded way beyond that
0: because it so, was like that, so
1: that good. was that was going to be a real big blockbuster so they're obviously movie theaters have changed things up, but usually may may is kind of the kickoff to that big blockbuster season. That's when you used to see, Hey, the new star Wars movies, they're going to come out in May. Um, you know, like the prequels, those types of things. Right. Right. So that season's coming up here still and that. Who knows if that have changed or not, but
0: yeah, that's, uh, it's, it's going to be a nerve wracking time to a certain extent for, for a lot of companies. Um, I mean, you can even see it to uh, to a degree, you know, like uh, if you watch, what uh, uh, was it, Last Week Tonight with uh, John Oliver, or mm-hmm. you watch Bill Maher, they've kind of suspended things. The Tonight Show has kind of suspended things. Uh, yep. they, they've tried to do some things from home, which the production value, this is the part that's really exciting for me. That production value is kind of like our production value. <laughs> <laughs> we are we're, we're very comparable in quality now. <laughs> yep. And maybe not show, writing, but you know. Yeah.
1: We could be excellent writers. Though. Yeah. It it uh if it shows your level of creativity. I think that's part of it too. So if you can continue to work and do those things from an apartment or from a house. Right. Um, they'll they'll send you cameras and they'll send you internet. And some if they don't have internet, they'll find a way to get you internet. You know, so think they can continue to do that with the equipment. But if you don't have the personality or the talent to maintain it in that bad situation, I think that's when it starts to to fall off or that's when it starts to to fail. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, you can see a lot of those shows, even like I said, the, the podcast that I listen to a lot. They still they do it from their apartments. Right. And if, if they haven't stopped and it's still fun to listen to. So it, if you have the talent and you're good at what you do, even this will be a hiccup, but it won't slow you down.
0: No, not particularly. And obviously it's throwing off some television show production, as you mentioned, which means that some of the release of things is going to happen strangely. Like uh, it's happening with some of the CW shows, the uh, DC-based shows, uh, from what I, I, I saw, saw. that. Are releasing things a little bit later. Which you know you've you've just got to deal with it. Unfortunately, it's one of those things. It's a little frustrating because I tend to wait till those hit Netflix to watch them myself. Because I you know, you know there's only so much money that you can spend on some of this stuff, and I chose yeah. Netflix because it tends to be better in most respects. But so they've got the last season of uh, the last season of um, uh, Green Arrow, but. I have to wait for all the other shows. So I've watched up to the point where there's the giant crossover. <laughs> I have to wait for all of those to get posted so I can see the crossover because I'm not going to watch any more until I can watch all of the crossover in order.
1: Yeah, so that that that's what I'm a little confused on. So if you're a TV show and you have a schedule and you're going to be out and doing things at this time, like everybody's at home. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you release it now anyway? Like right. that's, you know, I would say you get more viewers doing it now. What, what so what what am I missing in, in the sense that why are TV shows delaying things? I, I saw like I didn't read the article; I just read the headline about The Walking Dead. Like The Walking Dead's in season ten or whatever now, I haven't kind of caught up with that in the last like two three years. Unfortunately,
0: uh, you haven't missed but anything.
1: They, they're delaying this the the season finale on. That one and the seasons just it said like season is just going to end abruptly i'm like what am i why All Right. like why we, i'm sure the production piece is done maybe i'm wrong
0: mm, like why possible. why
1: don't you release it when there's
0: everybody's at home to watch it. i, I know, know Supernatural's delayed as well at least i'm pretty sure it was um so yeah this is this is going to throw tv into a really strange lurch in some ways i it, it'll probably be very reminiscent of the writer's strike that happened a number of years ago That's true yeah that really caused uh, the bane of my television watching existence to really become popular uh that being the excessive explosion of reality television which mm, i loathe stuff. god reality television is the worst for the most part um but, you know, so, the, so those are kind of some of the surface things that, uh, that are going to happen. I mean, obviously, there's going to be the corollary stuff, the, the restaurants that are going to have trouble um, operating because you can't go there. I mean, at best case scenario, uh, they were doing pickup orders. And uh-huh. e- even after the, the force shutdown is done, that's still probably going to be the way it'll be for a little while. Um, if they yep. come back, there's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't open up the main room. Not yet. I would do, I would do drive through only for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but you're, you're right
1: in a certain sense. So one, one of the things I was thinking is obviously nothing's going to be the same in terms of how businesses work for a while, but so let, let's say a lot of these movies, um, Star Wars, the, the new Star Wars movie, for example, Frozen 2, for example, yeah, Th- those things got pushed to a streaming service much quicker. Uh, you know, there's talk of a lot of the movies that are out there. You know, you mentioned on Bloodshot being able to be pushed to a, a service that is not a movie theater. It's OK. You can pay 20 bucks and you can have access to this movie for 48 hours. And you could sit at home and watch it as like the, as it's released. So what happens if they try this and it's actually pretty successful? What does that mean for movie theaters? I, mean, I I already, you know, people already think that that's the way to go anyway, right? Sit at home, comfort of your own seat. Everybody gets a bigger and bigger and bigger TV. You get all these home theater systems. And why not sit at home and do it? it's not the same to me. It's not the same feel of sitting in a movie theater. I agree. Um, That, that that's not how I would like to enjoy my big, big uh, movies. And the movie theater experience to me is a different beast. But what if this shows that those companies can be successful? What does that mean for the movie theaters? I mean, are they going to go away eventually too? Maybe is this, is, is this a tipping point for that industry? And that industry, you know, already had some struggles anyway, right? Where the, they're they're getting big box offices, but I don't know that that relates to profit. Profit. Um, you don't make money off the tickets when you run a movie theater, anyway. Um, but as more and more people cheat on how they get their movies, and movie theaters become less and less profitable. Is, is this just the trend we're going to see, or will there be some resurgence that shows, hey, movie theaters can offer more? Like I think movie theaters are going to have to change yeah. something. So I, I we mentioned it maybe we mentioned it on a podcast earlier. When you go to watch a movie theater right now, the seats are kind of grimy in a lot of the ones that we go to, mm-hmm. and the screens are dirty, and yep. it's just really distracting. So are they going to have to pay more attention? Hey, you got to get these things clean. You got to you got to have the presentation on point. You got to have the equipment working. Like that should just be the minimal thing. So I, I just feel like there's a a service change. that's probably going to have to something's going to have to happen in movie theaters for them to kind of regain their shine after oh, people yeah. have been sitting at home for two months.
0: Well, what if what if you could make a theater? where you don't actually have to use their seats like you have your own seats that you kind of bring and they give you like a speaker and the speaker's near where your seats are and the screen's like out out in the distance and you like a like a drive-in <laughs> to bring back the drive-in
1: well okay so that's one of the things the drive-ins are still open and you know why is because they they may have the concession stands close or maybe the concession stand isn't the same but you're you're not in a large gathering no. you are in your own concealed <laughs> vehicle so I' I've, I've heard that those have seen a little bit of a resurgence maybe not around here the weather is not spectacular I don't know how well they're up and running
0: there's not uh, a ton of them here anyway I think there's there's only one that I know of that's anywhere near
1: where I'm at that's true. Yeah, you know, we. I used to go. There was a couple of them that I went to when I was younger. I think they're both still open, but um, I, 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 that experience might still work right now if people want to go see something on the big screen. The, the problem is none of the none of the uh, the companies are, are really doing movies. They're not releasing them right now, so you can't go watch one on the big screen anyway. Although I did see a really good idea that China is now opening up theaters again but they're going to show basically all the Avengers movies. Right. Um, amongst other things. There, there, there'll be other things that they'll show too, but you can go and just sit and watch all four of the uh, four yes. Avengers movies Five as Five. a way to get people back into the theater. So that's probably a good idea.
0: So the other thing to kind of consider, the source of a lot of the comic book movies that we love is, um, The the actual comics themselves, Diamond Distribution has uh, or is going to shut down delivery of comics here in the next coming week. Uh, Next week's delivery will be the last one for a little while. Um, So I'm kind of curious how this will affect kind of the source of all these these films. I mean, we we talk about how profitable is a movie theater, really well, how profitable are some of these comic book companies really uh, when you're looking at the actual sales of the comics? Um, yeah. Interrupt that steady stream of income, and what do you do?
1: Oh, that's a rough uh, – gosh. Well, Marvel. So what, what, what type of amount does Marvel have in the movies? Like what stake do they get? Like they get income off of the movies.
0: I would assume so they, can, they would have
1: to. Right. They could stay afloat, but, you know, D.C., the same thing, but they're not as profitable. So these bigger companies, they've got more things going for them, TV shows, and they've got um, other releases. But you're right, some of those smaller comic lineups where they're really relying on the physical print or they're relying on the digital release of that print, um, if they can't do the physical print, that means a lot to... Those people that collect them, but shoot, it's—I can't imagine that printing a thousand copies of something is profitable right now, right? You know, even even a magazine, you know, Vogue. Do people still still go out to the stands and buy Vogue magazine and have it? I just don't think that that's that's very profitable right
0: now. Well, a lot of the authors and the artists they work freelance, so when there's nothing happening, they're just sitting. And just like, I mean, in in a similar way to a lot of the the staff at the restaurants that depend on tips and depend on there's nobody there, depend so, on those
1: conventions to go to and right um, get commissioned to to draw something, mm.
0: yeah, or to sell the pre existing artwork with a with an autograph or um, some of the some of the actors and actresses that uh, maybe aren't currently on a major series or anything that, you know, we've talked to quite a number of, of actors and actresses at these conventions. And I mean, that's a major source of income and a major way that they are able to meet the fans and to kind of remind people how awesome their, their stuff is. And it's just not going to be there.
1: Yeah. That's their, their in between. So if you're not making a movie, have not made a movie. But uh, you're in something that people love. You can go and get, you know, we we know these autographs can get twenty bucks, fifty bucks, uh, an autograph, and if you're just sitting there chewing up a bunch of those, that's a nice little check of change for a weekend's worth of work um, to pay rent.
0: Right. I
1: can't do that right now.
0: So I, I think in a way, for for those that have the ability to do so, it's going to be important to find ways. To stay connected with the people that make those things that we love, and maybe find a way to, to fund whatever project that they can do, these little things can sometimes make a di- you know a big difference. In that vein, if you ever want to keep in contact with uh, the guys that everybody loves putting, we're on all sorts of social media. Whoop, whoop. We are on Instagram, where you can see all sorts of A and uh, glasses. Apparently, is uh, <laughs> what's going on recently. We are yeah. on
1: we got, got some time to do spring cleaning, and we what I found.
0: <laughs> we're on, uh, we're on uh, Facebook, obviously. Not a lot of posts on Facebook. That tends to be the one that we neglect the most. But we're also on Twitter, at Real Pudding Guys. I will always post up the next ep- episodes that we're going to be doing on Mondays and Tuesdays. And, of course, when it releases on Friday in the morning, uh, you will be the first to know. We'll tell you what's there. But of course, the most important potentially in in the ways to contact us and to support us is through Patreon, where for just $1 per month, you can support the Pudding Guides as we create new content. We investigate new things, find new people to talk to, find new things to talk into, uh, it's a really, really something that we appreciate everybody that has supported us up until this point. In fact, we're going to have some new stuff to offer here shortly. I know I've said this a couple of times. We're still working on some minutia, and uh, this uh, this whole um, virus thing has thrown uh, thrown a wrench into plans to a certain extent <laughs> for for a few things. But we're we're going to be releasing some new stuff here soon that I think that you will find particularly interesting. We're even going to have a whole episode where we kind of talk about the new stuff that we're going to offer once it's to the point where we really have something to talk about, which I'm hoping will be within the next month or so. Originally, it was going to be planned to release like around May. (laughs) We'll see if that still happens, but uh, we will keep you updated. Back to the fun.
1: Yes. Um, fun with people in masks. Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, dealing with the craziness. I'm not even going to get into how this has affected things at grocery stores and seeing how it's brought out the worst on a lot of people. But, uh. Yeah.
1: Well, I was thinking of like, uh, green, uh, like red, blue, purple, orange masks, um, But you're right. Uh, You wear a mask. um, Here's my thought on that real quick. If you're out in public, you wear the mask to prevent other people from getting your germs. So that signals that you're sick. Yep. Um, You wear a mask in the dental field because of things that are expelled from the people that you are working with because you're in close contact to those people. And your face is in their face. Yep. That's why those folks wear a mask. You walking down the aisle in a grocery store wearing a mask, especially if you have a full beard on, is just wasting <laughs> that mask for someone else who could actually use it.
0: Yeah. That's, that's
1: just my that's just my two cents.
0: You are one hundred percent correct on that. I have several friends in the in the medical field and they will back that up one hundred percent. Uh, with yeah. the exceptions, obviously, people that are uh, immunocompromised and things like that. But
1: Yeah, and, and there are a few folks that are like that right. who every little thing that they come in contact with could potentially cause them great harm or kill them. So you have to be overly protected.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. Now this brings me to kind of my next point in terms of how this will affect uh, pop culture. Um, I think that there's going to be another big impact that this is going to have. The world has very few things that kind of serve as a touchstone that we all relate to, that we can all kind of have a perspective on, a memory of, uh, that have a huge effect on everyone. I mean, that's why the World War movies were just huge. I mean, it affected everybody. There's a lot of awfulness and death and heroism and things like that. So they will make movies about that for decades to come. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I mean, really, at least in the span of my life, there's nothing that has happened. That is something that everybody can, can be uh, kind of a part of. I mean, yeah, some people might say nine 11, I would disagree with that. It's something that Americans can kind of all relate to. But if you are not a part of the country that's directly impacted by that, I'm not sure how much of um, a relatable, impactful thing that would be for you. We haven't had a major war since Vietnam, probably. I mean, we've had a lot of military actions in the Middle East, but I wouldn't really call those wars in any real sense of the word. Um, well, they're
1: referred to as the war in Afghanistan. Uh, Full-scale. You're right. Maybe not since you know Vietnam, but there have been major, major mil. I mean, when we were um, in Iraq. Gosh, when was that back in? the nineties so long ago, that right. was pretty full scale. Right. Um,
0: but even then, but even if you would consider that a, a full scale war or whatever, who does it impact pretty much us and them. And that's about it in terms of emotional impact more than anything else. Something that that's, that touchstone we haven't had a depression for quite some time. Um, And usually a recession doesn't affect everyone equally. I mean, we had the housing bubble that burst and affected a lot of people around the world. That, that maybe is the only thing, but because it was caused by uh, greed and uh, rich people, essentially um, it gets swept under the rug for the most part. And, it's It's not something that 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 we there was one good movie about it, basically, and that, that was about it. Yeah. Um, but I think that this has the potential to be something that will be the spur for a lot of fiction, a lot of books, a lot of fantasy, science fiction, It'll be the the spur for television shows and movies uh, assuming you know well everybody survives but uh it's I think this is this is something that shakes our sense of security in a way that we haven't seen before
1: yeah and people don't know obviously how to react to it if you're if you're first reaction to a respiratory illness that could put you in harm's way is to go and buy toilet paper. You've got a, your, your thoughts aren't in the proper spot. Yeah. Um, and if everybody, if everybody tells you to stop doing something because it could hurt not just you, but the other people around you, and you don't care. So you're going to go to the beach and hang out and have a party. Um, you're going to go to church. You're going to go to church with a thousand people because that's what the Lord told told you to do. You've you've got to think about all of the things that could come from that, from what you're saying, from the the, the stories, right? right. Just the uh, um, Oh gosh, yeah. There's a lot of stories of just some grimy people that have come from this um, lies.
0: Politicians uh, suggesting uh, that old people should sacrifice themselves.
1: Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, an, an old politician, right. no less, saying that as well. Um, so it, oh my gosh, this. You would think that this type of thing could bring out the best in people, but you're right. Inevitably, it brings out the worst in people, which can lead to taking that worst in people and making it ultra worst in a fictional sense.
0: Although I hope that it, that it spurs us all to be better people, uh, eventually. But
1: yes, but I, I see what you're saying, though. How if you if someone stockpiled you know thousands of containers of hand sanitizer um what do people really stockpile right Right. um i mean obviously you see that already in doomsday preppers and things like that but like the fictional things that could come from that are i stockpiled all these because i thought i could sell it but then something even worse happened and it turned out that this was the only thing that uh, saved save the world was my stockpile of sanitizer. No, like this <laughs> this,
0: is, this is the We could go to the ridiculous thing. that could work. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, like it it if someone's clever enough, they're gonna come and take this in a hopefully a positive spin. Yeah. If it's a ridiculous positive spin, hey that's okay too. But you know, just you're right. If some cool amounts of fiction come about this and Take our um, take our movies, take our TV shows in a new, fun, uh, post bad fun direction. Then we got to look at what good is going to come from.
0: this. Well, and the and the potential that this is going to affect affect so many people personally in a way that so many other things can't. I mean, there's eight billion people in the world. Let's say only ten percent actually get exposed to the virus, which I think is probably lowballing it with the way things that have been going. So 10%. So we've got 800 million people that end up getting the virus. And if it has a kill rate of, what, 4%? That means... Yeah, it
1: might be less than that. But.
0: Let, let's, let's be super optimistic and call it 1%. That means that there would be 8 million dead.
1: But it wasn't, but but see, people are like, yeah, it wasn't me. So what do I care?
0: But it could be a family member or a friend.
1: Exactly. That's what people don't think about. People don't care about. People don't, yeah. We're not here to be. Yeah.
0: No, no. Well, and uh, and that's not what I'm here to talk about so much. I'm I'm here to talk about how tragedy informs the creation of our uh, fiction and and the things that 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 influence our pop culture and this has the potential to be one of the largest tragedies that has happened ever so the, the the I think that this is going to have ripples that will that will hit our our media for for some time quite some time yeah yep let's go to something a little more positive <laughs> yeah. we will uh we will talk just a little bit now about, uh, how about uh, comic book movies? Those are always fun, right?
1: Comic book movies.
0: Right. So we, uh, we're we going to continue our trek through time. We're in 2007. Um, we've talked about several of the films from that year already. But we're now going to talk about one, uh, I believe, neither of us have seen?
1: Uh, that, is, that is correct. I
0: have not seen this. Yeah. TMNT. Uh, so we all remember the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies that came out with the really fun full body costumes that were actually pretty well done. Not, uh, not too bad. Yep. Um, but this is actually CGI, which is kind of the first thing that would cause me to not care about it completely. Um Yeah, it's just it's kind of one of those things that i don't if i'm going to watch a cartoon i want to watch a cartoon i really don't want to watch cgi of whatever um but this was directed by kevin monroe kevin monroe doesn't have a whole lot of um uh directorial uh credits though he does have another comic movie credit and that's uh one that comes out that we'll talk about later. It's a 2010 film, uh, Dylan Dog, Dead of Night. But uh, yeah, apparently uh, not a lot of uh, not a lot of stuff that he did. So
1: no, not much to not much to discuss with uh,
0: with him. <laughs> no, but the the uh, group of uh, voice actors they got for this was pretty phenomenal. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah got Chris Evans uh, getting captain America being Casey Jones that's pretty awesome uh, mm-hmm. Sarah Michelle Geller is April O'Neil, which I love Sarah Michelle Geller in anything uh, she's one of my favorites uh, Mako who was uh who was awesome I love I love that dude he uh
1: he's so recognizable yeah um, I, I I recognize him personally from the the Conan
0: movies. yep, yep.
1: Um. Uh, but he's been in way, way, it's way more things than that. He passed away, um... A
0: number of years ago.
1: No, actually, yeah. Before this was, he, this was probably one of the last things that he actually did. Yeah. Uh, because it was released after he passed away.
0: Right. And, uh, that's really bad. His, he's, he's just got such a kind of a, a friendly demeanor. He's, uh, he was in one of my favorite movies as a kid, uh, called Sidekicks with, uh, hmm. Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. Man, that that movie was so good. And a lot of the reason it was good was because of him. Yeah. Um, You got uh, Kevin Smith uh, has a small part, (laughs) which is always fun. In fact, Kevin Smith is, uh, uh, when this uh, episode comes out, uh, the previous week I will have reviewed uh, Jant Silent Bob uh, Reboot. Reboot. Um, You Got Patrick Stewart lending a voice in. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne. I mean, just kind of an awesome cast.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of
0: e- even some of the voice actors
1: uh, you'll you'll recognize here too. You'll you'll recognize as well too. So, oh yeah, like um,
0: John DiMaggio.
1: Yeah, yeah, he does a lot of things. Uh, Fred Tatasciore. Is that how you say his name?
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, Sure, I'm going to call. I'm going to say yes.
1: I think he does like Hulk and a lot of things. Yeah, there's a lot of oh gosh, all the voice actors in here—they do a topic.
0: Oh yeah, I mean this. So it's actually really a star-studded cast. I don't think it got super great reviews.
1: Um, a few stars on here. Six stars, seven, six stars. Uh, I don't think it was very positively reviewed by like um movie critics maybe yeah but it was i think kids liked uh, it yeah and and i think if you if you watched the movie so you could watch this they had a tv show there was a tv show that was on nickelodeon maybe nick jr right And and it had a um similar look to it and I don't know if this is built off of that same type of world but it's that was pretty popular so this one's pretty good too I haven't seen it but from people who like the tv show they like this movie too
0: kind of makes sense so since we don't really have much to say about it and we've talked about the origin of the comic and kind of how it uh, expanded and pretty much everybody knows the (laughs) Mutant Ninja Turtles. At this point, I don't think there's yeah. too much of a need to rehash any of that. But uh, if you like the the turtles, uh, you know, there's something you may not have uh, seen, you may have uh, yeah. forgotten about. But uh, exactly. But uh, until next time, continue to uh, stay healthy, stay, uh, I guess, semi isolated. Hopefully, you're able to um, weather the economic turmoil that is a result of the health turmoil that's going on uh, easily enough and we hope that you uh, continue to stay positive and uh, just continue being fun dorky individuals we always hope that uh, we we, uh, have this kind of group, this family of just people that love comics and comic movies and we're ecstatic that you're part of our family yes Very good.